0: You're listening to the Burgundy Blogcast, presented by Burgundy Blog and hosted by Sports Channel 8. In this week's episode, we discuss the loss to the Giants and if Matt Jones has small hands.
1: Yeah, tied for the second smallest hands of anybody at the Combine. Yes,
0: small hands. All, All I can think of is Austin Powers. Connie, the circus hook. Connie's nomads. Small hands. That's Smell it, like cabbage. Also, we ponder if Redskins fans would actually prefer no primetime games. I hear you, but I can tell you
1: this confidently, Hayes. The attentive Redskins fans and deeply invested Redskins fans, when the <laughs> schedule comes out, they look at it, And they groan over every prime. (laughs) game. We want none. I would have gladly chosen none.
0: All Sunday games. another
1: opportunity to get humiliated.
0: And we look ahead to the game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Since the Pope visited Washington, D.C., New York, and Philadelphia, if the Redskins lose to the Eagles, will that be a sign that clearly God is uh, against the Redskins and not a fan? All that and more on this episode of the Burgundy Blogcast. So, I never want to be one, you know, I'm never going to front like I'm an analyst, so I'm going to just start here with, I was actually in D.C. Thursday night for the game, but I went to a baseball game and was maybe kind of drunk afterwards and really didn't see any of the game. Now, I have read up, but give me your initial opening thoughts on a Redskins loss in primetime to the Giants, Uh, Brent.
1: So the Redskins went up to the Meadowlands and got waxed again on Thursday night. Um, it was one of
0: those not as close as the 32-21 scores, right? Wouldn't you say?
1: Definitely not as close. They did. They had. They were sitting on six points with like four minutes left in the game. Yeah. So they, yeah, they got creamed, um, pretty much start to finish. And I think one, you know, a big takeaway from the game was that Cousins, who had uh, you know, I got this was his this was the third game of the year, his third start. And I think he kind of showed – I mean, I don't want to act like, okay, this game means everything. This tells us exactly who he is. This shows us his ceiling. No, it clearly doesn't. But I think the thing with, with him going into the year was, well, the narrative was he, he's really improved a lot. He's done all this uh, – you know, he really worked on his mental game, and he and he got all these extra reps, and, and like, this is the new Kirk Cousins, and so, like, he's not just going to be what he was. Well, but, this was, like, really the second game where, well,
0: looks very I mean, in week
1: one he was okay, but, sure. you know, he, he was his old self, and so it kind of, it was pretty, you know, it's disappointing if you're hoping that he was maybe the new guy and maybe now he's, He's just better, and he can be the franchise guy. He 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 proved that he's the kind of guy that can easily go out and, and lay an egg because he did. All right. So you well, know, it's it's just a bummer.
0: Well, let me explore that a little bit more. Oh, did they throw too much with him? Like, is that it, was it? Some like expect? Yeah, you, you know what he's not. You, you know he's he's not. He's not the guy you're planning on being your starter for ten years. The question right. is, do we have a guy that that you know can, can even start a season, or, or if every other piece is good around him, could still you know, lead a playoff charge or compete for a division or a five hundred record or whatever it is? Yeah. But it's yeah. like they uh, they seem to run a lot more on first down last week. I know matchups different. I know game situations are different. But do, do, is is he being set up well to succeed?
1: Well, that yeah, you hit, you hit that. I mean, he, he um, well, they did. They threw a ton more in week three than week two, and and it's yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought that head head. was
0: odd when I was reading about what you know, how the game went.
1: Got cousins put it up forty nine times, which is insane. They're never going to win when he does that. Now you can say okay, well, that's partly because you know he threw he, he, he passed on like fifteen straight plays in the fourth quarter because they were down by so much. Right, right, right. But exactly like you just said. I think I read that they, they, they passed on something like 70-something 70, 70 percent of first downs. A lot whereas, of first downs, yeah. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I mean, in, in St. Louis, when everybody was lavishing praise on the game plan, they had run almost that much on first downs. So that didn't make any sense.
0: And and obviously Matt Jones was not what he was the week before. Was there any uh, – I mean, is there a running back controversy? It's, I know that's not the same as a quarterback controversy, sure. but is it, is it one of the things where, where they needed to get one guy going or, or they – couldn't couldn't get either of them going or how are you feeling about the, the the backfield
1: well a couple things on jones i mean he didn't have quite the success he did have in the previous game but he i mean he still he still ran pretty pretty well and pretty hard he would have had a touchdown if not for a fumble at the goal line but um you know with regard to this running back controversy i mean i think they've it's pretty clear based on the the snap and and carry distribution over the past two games like he's rb1 i mean it's it's over like it's he he they didn't they didn't run as much as they should as a team but i think he got 11 carries to morris's sixth or something right. after after having had more than twice as many the week before so i mean this is like matt jones's offense now believe it or now this third round rookie in like week three week four of his you know rookie year i think he's they're, they're he, he's the man right now but the fumble thing i think is is important he's had two he's lost two fumbles now in three games and um Looking back to, to to his college career, I think I read that he lost five fumbles, which doesn't sound like a lot, but he had less than 400 carries. So, like, he you know he fumbled a little bit in college. And then an interesting thing that well, I think it's interesting, but I, some people on Twitter have said that, that this is stupid and I should drop him. He has really small hands. He actually does. He had he um he had tied for the second smallest hands of anybody at the combine. He has
0: small hands. All, all I can think of is Austin Powers. <laughs> Connie for circus, connies, nomads, small hands, That's smell it, like cabbage.
1: Some people think that you know. I'm it, expecting it you to drop matter. that on that, Jones. I mean, don't you think that seems kind of intuitive that um, if you have shorter yeah. fingers, that you're not, you're gonna, you're gonna have more problems with ball security?
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess you know statistically, but I think you're you're almost getting into the realm of. Uh, of you know the same thing that that made Russell Wilson a third round quarterback rather than looking right. at man, you know leader, leadership, leadership, accuracy, and, and knowing how to not be a running quarterback but, but being smart on the move are, are matter a, little, a lot more than uh, than six one. But if if your other point is is true that he does have a turnover rate, then then yeah, I mean that. Right. I, I, I think looking at his hands is a little bit nitpicky, but looking at his fumble rate is absolutely yeah. fair. Don't, you know, right. what, regardless of how, how long your your uh, finger measure is, but mm-hmm. I, still, I, I like the point, and I, I think yeah, I, hey, stick with your theory. You know, who knows?
1: It's, it, it might be too much, but nonetheless, he puts it on the ground too right. much. I mean, he already has, so it's like. They got to do
0: something about that. Uh, this reminds me of. Do you remember Willie Parker, who played for the Steelers? I think won a Super Bowl with the Steelers, but was a you yeah. Know, a, he
1: actually uh, he had a little cup of coffee with the Redskins. He did, the okay, end. okay,
0: this is great. Now, and so he he was a guy from uh, North Carolina. I want to say Clinton High School, but he was one Willie? of
1: those something like that. Quick Willie or something.
0: Quick it's, it's like Willie, I yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> then, he's been involved in well now anything, anything touching UNC, you know, athletics over the past right. 15 years may, may now be dragged to the mud, but. He played with the football team. He's one of those guys who you know, when he went on primetime TV and they, and they did the introductions, you know, you say what school you went to. But uh-huh. now the thing is, if you like beef with your school, then you don't even say your school. You say your <laughs> high school or whatever. So he was <laughs> one of the first to do that. Um, this is what reminds me of it. Cause he was like, man, I didn't, I didn't say university of North Carolina. I said, and this is before all the UNC scandal stuff, but he, he skipped over him, Right. And I was like, man, why is he? Cause they did. He started out playing for him one year. Maybe he, they benched him or something. And like anybody who had been a North Carolina fan at the time, like. W- was like, dude, you fumbled one out of every six carries. <laughs> like, you, like we everybody knew you were good, and good on you if you uh, if you solved that problem because everyone would believe you'd be a very talented back. But don't act like your your benching was not justified at the time. Exactly. Right. I remember that.
1: Yeah. But yeah,
0: yeah. No, it, d- it doesn't matter hand size. But I, no, the, you you have to uh, you got to do it. I mean, Coughlin uh, playing the Giants is famous for uh, you know getting Tiki Barber in line with that and and other yep. guys. He's he's run through a couple. Couple backs, couple of ACC backs. Guys at Virginia Tech, guys at NC State, who have, have shown talent, but then as soon as they fumble two times in, in uh, you know, a three-game stretch, they're gone for the season. And if they don't figure out by yeah. next season, they're gone. So Belichick all right.
1: does that too. Doghouse, big time for I, for Fumpler.
0: Absolutely, he's got he's got no time for it. I mean, he, what, what are like eight yards extra to him as opposed to a possession? I think, I, I, and I think that's. I, I don't know if I would carry it the exact same way, but I think it's a relatively smart philosophy. All right, and I was I talking.
1: Think it said a lot. Like in, in, in week two, just just one more on him. No, like yeah, yeah. uh Matt Jones had that had a had a pretty pretty bad um early second half fumble against the Rams. And I thought, okay, rookie coughed it up. You know, we we'll maybe who knows if we'll see him again. But they just went back to him, like they, 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 they you know, he was still the hammer. So like I, that said, Gruden's like, uh, Gruden's fully signed up on this kid. And well, he didn't even care.
0: Yeah, there's that too. And, and, and I, I think you can go both ways. It depends on your personality. How you said routine. There can be the. It's just sort of like going back to the receiver who dropped it. There can be that thing of you got to win him back now because otherwise it, you right. don't want him to get in his head and get the yips. You know what I mean? So, you got to make him think you yeah. believe in it. So you know, yeah. different coaches. Have handle it different ways all right well you ruined i was trying to make a good transition because i brought up willie Dang. parker and the primetime introduction but no, no no i'm just kidding you didn't ruin anything but since i brought up the word primetime i was going to I was going to throw it over to talking about primetime games. And uh, you mentioned going into this game, one of the reasons you, uh, you know, uh, bad mojo, karma, superstition, or whether it's actual belief in stats, uh, you said the Redskins are no good in primetime, and they weren't very good in this primetime. Now, part of that is usually if it's a primetime game, it's probably a – a worthy opponent, a formidable opponent. Now, this time the Giants were 0-2, mm-hmm. that's one of the other things that I thought was going to be key to this game uh, were the Giants really, really, really needed this game. And The Redskins, yep. who were coming off a win and weren't you know, looking at an, an 0-16 season at this point, were, didn't need this game for their life, and the Giants kind of did. So I think that was right. big. Do you believe that there's – Actual primetime, you know, fear or, or anxiety? Or do you think it's just a matter of, well, oftentimes when you play primetime, you're going to play a good playoff bound team. And so you're bound to have a, a bad record if you're not very good yourself?
1: Uh, I think it seems like there has to be something to it because the Redskins, now having lost this one um, at New York, are. 4 and 18 in the last 8 years. That's it. Prime pretty time. Pretty good number. It's it's actually even worse than their abysmal reg, normal regular season record. So, uh I, I don't know if it's they I think they are somebody one of the I forget which column this wrote, wrote earlier this week that they're that they're uh like an emotionally fragile team. I mean, that's their just for years it, it appears that they have been where they have these roller coaster uh seasons with with you know sprinkle a couple good wins sprinkled in and then they they can never follow it up uh with with, with consistent success but they just uh they just are extra bad uh in, in when when the whole country is watching and it definitely i think contributes to their reputation uh, league-wide uh, for being a joke, a disaster, a catastrophe. I mean, it's like when, when season after season they just get destroyed, dismantled um, in in the in the games, you know, in the spotlight. Like, of course, it just feeds into that that reputation. It's just re- really disappointing, and I think it's a big reason why I just expected them to lose. I mean, I predicted they would lose. I just it just felt from the first snap of the first possession, or I guess at least the first series, when they had a nice uh, third down conversion um, that got called back from a penalty, it was just downhill from there. That was, They got a the punt block for safety right after that, <laughs> and everyone watching just said, here we go again. I and know. what was right.
0: All right. I don't know, man. I, I'm not sure if I'm buying your theory. First of all, what I want to hear, the 4-18 you know, it, my 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 first question is: is our primetime games a small sample size. You get like one, two, maybe three of those a year. The Redskins get a few more because they are kind of a, uh, a a a big national team, and they play in a division with three yeah, other yeah, big national teams. Almost three a year over the. All right, day. So yeah, yeah part of because of their neighborhood, and even when they're not good, they're gonna. yeah. But how about my? I'd like to know of the four and eighteen of the of their opponents in those games. What was their overall record on that season? Like, are, yeah. you're at, you got to be playing a better team than average in, in, sure. in, in that uh, stretch. So, and mm-hmm. so in, in that sense, what, what's the what's the Redskins' overall record on the last eight years?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but it's not. I mean, it's not
0: going to be as bad as the win percentage for four and eighteen. Right. But I think right. if you go Redskins total record, coupled with. You're going against their rematch opponent. I, I, I think
1: maybe.
0: I, I think I think stats may reveal it's not as big of a emotion thing as you think. But you know, That's again, right.
1: but uh, that up next
0: week. People who watch people who watch the team and you know the, the the eye test matters. I'm not just a numbers say all guy. You know, but um but you would need a little bit more than, than to convince me. So, uh, right. but interesting nonetheless. Uh, do we, well all right, with uh, considering that fact. Do you like primetime games? Because normally it is kind of cool. No. and, like, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit this. I'm a little bit the same way game. with my teams. I when I, I fear primetime.
1: Yeah. Okay. So what? How do you feel?
0: Well, I know I I fear it with, uh, and again, I never try to make this too much about the Panthers, but yes, we've never been great, but it hadn't been as abysmal. I would bet that we're like just below 500, exactly matching the fact that we probably play a pretty decent team. I'm super excited we play a Thanksgiving game this year. That'll be the first time ever. But now I usually like it, but I feel like um, there'd be disappointments. But it just it makes it feel. We were talking last week about. wins that matter more. I think with the Panthers, without having rivalry games, your your big rivalry games be- become whoever they just pitch right. you against on a Monday night. And a couple times, like, they've gotten the Seahawks or maybe the Giants because those teams have been good, obviously, in the last few years. When the Panthers go on primetime TV, it's usually against another – Pretty good team. And so if you win that game, it it feels like a bigger win. And so so just like you were saying, a win against the Cowboys feels good. If the Panthers go 7-9, nine, nine, but won a Monday night football game and a Sunday night football game, it feels like a, a, a more impressive season. So
1: I hear you, but I can tell you this confidently, Hayes. The attentive Redskins fans and deeply invested Redskins fans when the schedule <laughs> comes out, they look at it, and they groan over every prime <laughs> night game. We want none. I would have gladly chosen none.
0: No, 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 seriously. Of course, I'm, I'm being dead serious. You just want to go under the, the radar all Sunday it's games. Another
1: opportunity to get humiliated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I'd, I'd like a poll because I think I think there are optimists. I I definitely defer to you as knowing better. But I'm just saying I'd be curious and I'd like a poll to Let's see just, if there.
1: I'm going to put a poll up on the blog this week and I'll I'll tweet it out. I will do an actual poll. And I'll ask. Uh, I'll ask for for a fan opinion.
0: All right. How are you gonna word it? Like, are you gonna say I, I want to go as extreme as you're saying? Partly because I want to try and win. But I,
1: we'll, we'll do we'll do categories. Like, what would be your preferred number of primetime games for next season? Like Zero. Zero or one, one to two, something like that. <laughs> okay. All right. Babe. Zero will crush.
0: Ba- <laughs> Kirk Cousins is not looking like the quarterback of the future. There will obviously be questions about Gruden's job if, if he you know doesn't have some, some playoff run this season. Do you think that because Cousins isn't a great quarterback, RG3 has been hurt or hasn't been whatever, that Gruden gets a, a pass and he gets to say, well, how about until I get a quarterback that works? Or do you think it's no, 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 no. You said you could win with Kirk Cousins, and now right. since you can't win, you have to go just like Kirk Cousins will eventually uh, pop. Perhaps. I don't.
1: I don't think he'll he'll get a pass of any sort. But I, I do think there might be one little thing, one one little last Did he just wagon to him? He could play. Yeah. Well. So so you have to remember, if you go back two years. I mean, most people feel like, and it, it makes reasonable sense that that the only he wouldn't have gotten this job if it hadn't been on, on the platform of I can fix RG three. I mean it, it, he, you know most most people feel like that was as much as sort of like fixing this team which is greater responsibility he came here because he he's he's got he's an offensive uh, background and had this reputation for having developed sort of Andy Dalton and and he has to have said in his interviews and everything I'm going to I'm going to develop RG3 and get him back to his rookie form well he didn't do that at all he's he, he completely alienated himself uh, alienated RG3 from himself and the team and couldn't squeeze any any stretch of, of consistent productivity out of him, and, and he totally basically put him in the corner. So so then he's made this pretty, pretty grand formal benching of RG3 now and hitched his wagon to Cousins, so to speak. And so, I, I mean, I think if Cousins goes down, I think Gruden's probably going down on that chip. But the one last thing, I mean, it sounds kind of ridiculous because he's such a retread, but Colt McCoy is still on the team, and most people think that... <laughs> McCoy is really loving. there. As, yeah, I know. Chuckle. Well, is, is, McCoy, yeah, no, nobody thinks he's any kind of long-term or even right, short-term like, solution, but McCoy's there probably more on because of Gruden than anyone else. He's, a, he's, a, he's Gruden's guy, so to speak, way more than he is Bruce Allen's or Dan Snyder's, and obviously he predates Scott McLuhan. So if, I mean, I, I think, you know, if, if, if Cousins gets four or five games and, and he really bombs and I guess if they go to McCoy and McCoy happens to make some magic then then Gruden could sort of salvage his his you know reputation as, as the Redskins coach and maybe his job but I think much more likely if cousins flames out and that's probably it and and, and there's a possibility it could even happen by the bye.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna divert for just a second, especially since we're cutting up a little bit, and then we'll come back to some football. So I mentioned I was in DC this week. Now you are yeah. n- are not in DC. I don't know if you try and like pretend like you're actual DC media, but I won't say where you live. But you're not yep. in Washington, it- DC. What's that? I'm in
1: that? the DMV. I'm in the V part.
0: Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you are in the V part. So uh,
1: I've had I've had lots of uh, debates on, on Twitter about this too, about whether you know what, what what qualifies. I think I'm definitely not in the DMV.
0: No, you're not. But you grew up pretty close to it, right? Yeah. 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 So I was. So I go up there to. Uh, to pick up my niece and 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 I find out that there's a day baseball game and I and I score some pretty good tickets to somebody late in the season. Nats are obviously out of the race. Easy to get some tickets, and I pick her up and we are following the the Google Maps to the stadium. And all of a sudden we slam into some traffic, which I'm not like totally unexpected, but uh, you know it's kind of like man, that's kind of weird, you know. Uh, And I knew the Pope was around, but I sort of (laughs) thought that he had moved on, and 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 also, but when I was coming in, there were still a lot of cops, but I hadn't been in the the city the whole time he'd been there, so I didn't know if this was just like 24 hours for, for, I mean, you know, 24-hour day for three days, there had been cops standing at a lot of different corners, so... We get in, but, but homie, I'm telling you, like, the, the road we were trying to get in, it was like, no, the, the dude was sitting there with a, uh, you know, blocking it off. And I was like, ah, oh, crap, this is going to stink. We're at, like, we're stuck into traffic, and I'm not even going to know how to get, get anywhere else. And all of a sudden, we sort of see, you know, the convoy, a convoy coming up. And my niece is like, I, th- I think he left today a little bit early afternoon. Sure enough, we're sitting there, and we're like maybe 30, 40 yards away Homeboy goes rolling by in his Fiat, and uh, total accident. Was not trying to, like, get on his route. If I'd been a little bit sharper about you know, we were sort of like, you know, you're in D.C. We're like, I wonder what ambassador this is. Didn't really hit on us that it was going to be him, and there didn't seem to be a lot of people. I mean, I think this was one of the last trips he was making to the airport, Right, and um, if I'd been – Fifteen seconds more aware, I would have thrown it in park and jumped out and and gotten a picture of the actual threat. And, 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 and <laughs> but really, uh, as soon, you know, he went by and then they let sixty seconds pass and the dude pulled up the the um, thing that was blocking and actually got. Then we scooted and we got really quick down to the stadium because things had been so cleared. So uh, cool moment in D.C. this week. I'm sure right. it had to be uh, cool for. A lot of Redskins fans, do you, do you have opinions on the Pope? You're not Catholic yourself, but uh, you got to be down with this Pope, right? <laughs> he seems like a good dude, seems like a solid dude. Um, and it was, <laughs> it was just cool to see all the effects he had on uh, on different stories. I got to say this yeah. about did you hear the story about Boehner, you know, and he retired and the Pope asking him to pray for him? Did you hear this one? I, agree. I saw you tweeting a little bit about it. Well, it, it wasn't a big deal, and I'm not taking away from it. You know, I, I, I could say a lot of good things about Boehner, but uh, I thought he thought that it was, like, maybe a super special thing, and I don't know if he realized that the Pope said that to a lot of people. I think that was, like, an English phrase that he knew – and I got that he said that, I'll oh, pray for me, you know, like which, which is cool, but like the Pope's gotta have some like get out of these conversation lines too, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all right, all right, pray for me. We gotta roll. Like, pray for me, dog. <laughs> and I think that's kinda of what Boehner got and he acted like it was something special. So Um And all right, last thing on the aside, because I was at a Nats game and this went down today, are would you be uh, more disappointed and look like more of a train wreck, or actually kind of enjoy it since you think you know the team needs some some major sort of turns arounds. If the Redskins had something like occurred in the Nationals dugout today with two players getting in a full on like pushing each other. match,
1: that was pretty crazy. I saw the video there. Yeah, <laughs> I love. <laughs> I would be hard to say that I would be rooting for that, but, I mean, yeah, that's it's hard to look away from. That you, was crazy.
0: You wouldn't want it from two players that, like, you thought were kind of rocks on your team, but, like, I don't know, like, in, in a – in a tailspin team. I wonder if it's. And I'm not. The Redskins are not a tailspin team right now. They're hey, one of, well, they're,
1: hey, I bet even as uh, even as as a sort of a peripheral Redskins guy. I mean, you remember uh, Michael Westbrook on Stephen Davis, right? That's
0: yeah. Practice. Oh no, yeah, absolutely. No, there's some great examples of it. And this, I mean, this is why I, lo- I love sports. I love. You know, I don't. Yeah, somebody's probably being a clown if you actually punch somebody. But there's also like, man, do you, do you. I mean, when we talk about these guys being overpaid and stuff, it's like at the end of the day, they they just they are wired to want to win yeah. to no end and to right. a degree that like and some of us don't even know and so i just it's amazing human drama to see and and i i again i'm i'm not saying i like seeing people fight no i i, I am saying it i do like seeing it I, I don't like that part of me and i don't like to think that i would do that but it's like it's it's crazy and as a as a fan of of sport i enjoy seeing it if that makes me A bad person? I don't know.
1: Um, They're for our entertainment, right? Are you not entertained?
0: Well, I I think that too. We could have this longer conversation of how much sports is actual theater. and, And these guys, you know, there's a lot of moments I could show you that are like. Acting, you know, they, they are men that know they are in a drama and supposed to act a certain way. And psychologists would back me up. I, I've I've heard cool things about reality. It's not unlike reality TV, where we sort of tell them what the rules are and then turn the cameras on, and they know it's not real. But that you know, they, there's some element of of they control what the action is, but they're also playing a character. So anyway, I want, we'll, yep. we'll save that for another time. games. Do you like them in general? I I don't love them in general, and it's it's you right. know it's the same short week for both teams. The, the there is that element, but I feel like we so rarely see the best of what we can see from the teams. Not and mm-hmm. again, that doesn't excuse the Redskins, but I do feel like it's kind of like I, I learn less in a Thursday game than I do feel yeah. other games. You agree with that?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's pretty. It seems pretty clear that the, the quality is not as good. It's it's usually sloppier. I I, I don't. I mean as much as I love football I don't I don't think I need that fixed midweek I don't so either. badly that that game has to be there.
0: I don't either. It was kind of cool I guess and maybe maybe a couple other times scattered throughout the year at like Thanksgiving, you know, if the, if there's other good scheduling quirks where it works out. You know, I don't mind kicking off the season on a Thursday. I think that's kind of cool a couple other times. But I think, right. that, you know, however, yeah, many, that. Week one's all right. yeah. however many times they're doing it now is overkill. Um, so you, uh, it does give you a little bit of time to rest as you go into the Eagles game. Eagles won this week, and now the Redskins are a little bit more in that uh, the the will to win is a little more on their side. What do you need to see? What do you want to see? What do you expect to see when uh, when they play Philadelphia?
1: Well, I think that uh, you know much was made of, of, okay, the Redskins are going up to, to face the Giants uh, on a Thursday night, and this game is going to tell us so much about the Redskins because they looked like okay against the Dolphins, and then they had a nice win, a nice thorough win against um, the Rams. So we're going to really learn a lot about this team when they play the Giants. And then they went up and just totally soiled the sheets. So now, I mean, I, I would say, and I, I put this on Twitter, that I mean, I, I think you could argue that what what they do against Philly is actually uh, w- will tell us more about who they are because um, h- how they respond to adversity, I think, will go a long way towards informing uh, us about about you know basically their their resiliency and their this, this this supposed toughness that the new GM has been instilling, and if they totally just get blown out of the water again at home and again against a division opponent, then I don't know how you could say anything other than, well, you know, we made some strides in the offseason, but let's face it, same old Redskins. Now, if they come back, I'm not even say, saying they have to win, but if they play well and, and they, they, you know, they don't just completely uh, get get destroyed, then, you know, you could say, okay, well, hey, they had a nice little, they, they bounced back from that embarrassing prime time game with a decent showing, that would be fine. So what do I think? I mean, I'm sure this will really endear me to all my fans and followers, but like uh, for the fourth straight game, I'm going to predict that they lose. I don't think, I mean, I I just don't really see it. The Eagles kind of, uh, they didn't play great today, but they did win. They got a little bit of momentum. They put a little bit of offense together finally. Um, I I have a feeling just because I've seen this story too many times before that, Eagles come in and, and pretty much, uh, you know, lead the whole way and win. But um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Cousins, again, the whole thing on him is his basically his mental game and how does he respond with any game to, to turnovers and failures. And, and I think in this case, how does he respond uh, a week later to a bad game? It, it'll tell us a lot.
0: We uh, heard Aaron Rodgers chime in on it when they beat the Seahawks, uh, perhaps mocking Russell Wilson a little bit. Since the Pope visited Washington, D.C., New York, and Philadelphia, if the Redskins lose to the Eagles, will that be a sign that clearly God is uh, against the Redskins and not a fan?
1: (laughs) I don't think it'll be a sign, but the Redskins uh, are doing just fine screwing up their own seasons without any divine
0: intervention. (laughs) They don't don't need uh, any help doing that. God or otherwise. All right, uh, uh, Brent, we're on iTunes now, so check us out there, and uh, let's wrap up this edition of the Burgundy Blogcast, and we'll see what happens uh, after the Philly game.